This episode is brought to you by ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. Enter ServiceNow. It puts AI to work for people, for employees, for developers, and even your customers, removing frustration and supercharging productivity. On our intelligent platform, AI isn't just a promise. It's happening today. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Tap the banner to learn more or visit servicenow.com slash AI for people. Vice President Mike Pence has been leading the White House's coronavirus response. And that response has come under fire. Some public health experts say that testing for the virus is inadequate. And several governors have called on the administration for better coordination of resources. Today on the show, Pence speaks with The Journal about the deficits in testing, the moves by states to reopen business, and what a potential timeline could be for a national reopening. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Wednesday, April 22nd. Jerry Seib is our executive Washington editor, and he got on the phone with Vice President Pence earlier today. Hi, Mr. Vice President. How are you? I'm, I'm well, thank you. He started off asking about some news that came out this morning. There were two coronavirus deaths in California in early February, weeks before anyone believed the virus was circulating in the state and days after the White House restricted travel from China. Does this news mean that the ban came too late to stop this front end of the wave from China? Well, I think there's no question that when, uh, when the president suspended all, all travel uh, from China on uh, January 31st, uh, that it, uh, it bought our nation invaluable time to uh, stand up our national response to the coronavirus epidemic. That was at a time when um, uh, the only cases that we had in the United States were people that had returned uh, from uh, China and and from the region. And uh, uh, the president's action then, all of our best scientists confirm, bought us uh, the kind of time that that allowed us to to stand up a response that, uh, that has us today in a place where we're seeing encouraging signs every day that thanks to the cooperation of the American people, uh, thanks to uh, the leadership uh, at the state and federal level, and most especially thanks to the incredible efforts of our healthcare workers uh, on the front line that we're, uh, we're slowing the spread and we're seeing, we're seeing encouraging signs uh, all across the areas most impacted. But if the ban was January 31st and the first death was now February 6th, that means it was in circulation even before the travel ban, right? Well, I think that's what we know now is, uh, and uh, we're going to continue uh, to carefully examine uh, the evidence about what was taking place uh, in China. I think the president's been very clear about his disappointment with the World Health Organization and also with China in uh, the lack of uh, transparency, the lack of candor, the lack of advance notice. And, um, and, and we, uh, we fully expect, with the pause the president has put on funding for the World Health Organization, that, uh, that we're going uh, to look very carefully and examine those facts. But, but I can tell you, Jerry, from the first moment the president uh, tapped me now almost two months ago to lead the White House Coronavirus Task Force, we've had one mission, and that's to save lives. Uh, to slow the spread, uh, to uh, ensure that our healthcare system, our healthcare workers had the resources that they need 
in partnership with our states. And I think every American can be encouraged uh, that uh, that we are seeing uh, a light at the end of the tunnel. Secretary Mnuchin said this morning that he's hoping to have much or all of the economy open this summer. Does that timeline seem realistic or possible to you at this point? Yeah, it's, we, we remain very hopeful that if the current trajectory um, of the coronavirus epidemic continues, that we could be in a much different place uh, in early June than we are today. I mean, I, it's, it, 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 it's, it's always a heartbreak when you hear about the losses uh, on the news every day and when you hear of more than 826,000 Americans who've contracted uh, the coronavirus and our, our hearts go out to all of those families. But as I sit here today, having uh, received our briefing even through this morning, we continue to see uh, current rates of decline in the large metro areas where the epidemic's impacted the most, the New York metro, New Jersey, Connecticut, Rhode Island. We believe that because of what the American people have done, because of the people of those communities have done, that we're past the peak and also past the peak in Detroit and in New Orleans. New Orleans could well be the most stable of all the large metro outbreaks in the country thus far. But uh, Denver and Seattle, um, we're just seeing progress all across the country, which, again, is, is a tribute. It's a tribute to the sacrifices that, uh, that Americans have made all across the country, practicing uh, the social distancing. And it's a tribute to the extraordinary health care workers of this country who've been in areas most impacted, have been literally working around the clock uh, to render care uh, to the American people. But the trend lines, the trend lines continue to be encouraging. Uh, and we truly do believe as as uh, we move forward with uh, uh, with with uh, r- responsibly beginning to reopen the economy in in state after state around the country that that uh, by by early June we could uh, we could be at a place where where uh, this uh, this coronavirus epidemic is largely in the past and uh, and then we can move begin to move our nation uh, forward. So let's talk about the reopening. Testing continues to be a big issue as we move into that phase. And Admiral Girard, a member of your coronavirus task force, uh, estimates that four and a half million tests will be needed to run every month to do some level of safe reopening. But we've only run four million tests so far total. So how can we really begin phase one reopening if we're not running nearly enough tests yet? Well, we're roughly, I think the progress on testing has been a... um a tribute to President Trump's innovative leadership uh, when he brought all of the major commercial labs uh, into the White House to form uh, a consortium uh, to begin to use those high-speed labs to do uh, coronavirus uh, testing. Literally a month ago, we had done roughly uh, 80,000 tests total. Uh, And as of this morning, we've done almost 4.7 million uh, tests uh, and we're doing more than 150,000 tests a day. But as we as we reviewed with uh, governors on uh, Monday this week on our conference call, we we truly do believe that uh, we could double the amount of tests that we are doing every day uh, if uh, if we activated all of the laboratory capacity that we have around the country. I know that. When President Trump uh, met with uh, Governor Cuomo yesterday, uh, they spoke about uh, the governor's efforts to activate uh, the laboratory capacity in the state uh, of New York 
Um, we're working uh, in contacting all of those laboratories uh, to, to make sure that they have the the supplies to be able to conduct the test. But um, we honestly believe that while we have enough testing today to uh, let any state in the country uh, enter phase one, uh, we really believe that we could double the amount of daily testing and uh, and be in a position where states could continue to move toward their reopening plans through the various phases. And uh, and we're literally working around the clock to continue to scale existing tests that are in the marketplace, but also uh, working with the FDA and working with some extraordinary American companies to uh, to bring even new tests to the market. After the break, the vice president weighs in on how states are handling the crisis. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Mercury. There's an art to making the complex feel simple. Everything should be in sync so that even the smallest part serves a bigger purpose. Simplicity can transform your business operations. That's why Mercury powers your financial workflows from the bank account, giving ambitious companies like yours the precision, control, and focus they need to perform at their best. Apply in minutes at mercury.com. Let's look out beyond Washington and at some of the states. You're now seeing states that are moving ahead with plans to start reopening, particularly Georgia, for example, but also South Carolina. Even though they haven't met the reopening guidelines, the 14 days of declining cases that your task force has set out. So how can you push those guidelines forward while also supporting those moves by states such as Georgia? What the president directed our team to do is work with our very best scientists and develop uh, guidelines and essentially a roadmap for governors and state health officials to develop their own plan and their own timetable for opening up their states. That's what the uh, Opening Up America, again, uh, framework was for. It was based on the most up-to-date data that we continue to flow and provide that information to states, focus on mitigating resurgence, protecting the most vulnerable. And and also, I think it's important for people to remember that the president's guidelines for opening up America, again, can be deployed by governors on a statewide basis, but also on a county-by-county basis. One of the things about the coronavirus epidemic is we've literally been tracking the outbreak on a county-by-county level, and that's really enabled policymakers and governors at the state level to give consideration to uh, changes and adjustments in their social distancing and the time and manner of their choosing, even down to a community level. But I think the president has the view that we've given those governors our very best counsel. We want to defer to the governors about what they deem to be most appropriate. But creating a phase, as I spoke to uh, the governor of Wisconsin yesterday, he actually told me that the guidelines had been very helpful, that their state had actually used a similar phased approach when they outlined 
their approach. But the timetable, uh, the deployment of it will be the governor's decision. And But the president wanted us to give them our very best counsel on, on how we think uh, states and communities can responsibly reopen their economies. And, and I can tell you, there is a, no one in America who wants to reopen the American economy more than President Donald Trump. And we wanted to give governors and state health officials the tools to be able to make those decisions that they deem most appropriate. Mr. Vice President, the CDC director told the Washington Post yesterday that the second wave of the coronavirus in the winter could be more difficult than the first wave. What was your reaction to that? And what do you think that means for reopening the country? Well, Dr. Redfield is a member of the White House Coronavirus Task Force and uh, does an extraordinary job at the CDC. I spoke to him this morning after seeing the headlines, and he assured me that he did not say the coronavirus would be worse next year. That, uh, in fact, in terms of our ability to deal with the coronavirus next fall, uh, Jerry, remember that we will have uh, not only an enormous volume of testing to be able to identify people early on who contract the coronavirus to do the contact tracing to be able to focus on effective uh, containment. But by this spring, we expect to have new medicines known as uh, therapeutics, which will bring uh, much needed relief to people that are struggling with the coronavirus. And of course, we're working literally around the clock on new vaccines, which uh, will continue to see developed on a number of platforms that could well be available shortly after the first of the year. That combined with the fact that we have reason to believe that Americans who have contracted the coronavirus also will enjoy a significant amount of uh, immunity. We think we're going to be in a much, much better place uh, next uh, season should the coronavirus uh, reemerge at a significant level across the country. And uh, uh, I think the director is going to be issuing a statement to clarify that. And in August, will you be able to have a Republican National Convention? It certainly is our hope that both political parties will be able to have uh, conventions and enjoy that great tradition. And um, um, and I, I will tell you, it's, it's also our hope that Americans are going to be able to enjoy a good summer. You know, this has been a very challenging, very challenging spring for American families, probably for your family as well, yeah, Jerry. Everybody, and, uh, everybody. Um, and I think the American people are anxious Uh, are anxious to get back to normal life. Now, I fully expect that there will be uh, lessons learned from this and that uh, the president has said several times there will likely be some changes in some social distancing that we all get used to as we go back into the fall next year. But, um, But our objective is to continue to do everything in our power to put the coronavirus epidemic in the past. Before we run out of time, let me just ask you this last question. But you personally, how has this affected you? What kind of personal precautions are you taking these days? What kind of uh, effect has it had on the precautions your family has had to take? Well, we've been doing all the things that every American does. We've been trying to make an effort to wash our hands on a regular basis, use the sanitizer when uh, uh, we come in in the evening and go out in the morning. We've practiced social distancing uh, here at the White House to the greatest extent possible. But in the midst of all of that, I can tell you, this has been literally a seven-day-a-week, head-down, hard-working effort here from the president on down. We have literally not only launched a whole-of-government response, but it's really been a whole-of-America response. Mr. Vice President, thanks for taking some time. I know we got to let you get back to work. Hope we can stay in touch. Uh, Thank you, Jerry.
all for today, Wednesday, April 22nd. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like the show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We come out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.